This is Susanna Hills Podcast. We hope this message becomes a revelation in your heart and will encourage you to live a Christ-centered life. Thanks for checking out our podcast. Here's today's message. How are you doing? Good, but don't you look at the person next to you and say, welcome home. Yeah. Those of you that are visiting, you have made a brilliant selection. I trust that you stay in this church. If I lived in this amazing area, I would come here. So I'd first go to the church I lead, number one, and second, I would come here. This is an amazing church, amazing life group leaders, small group leaders, amazing Bible school, amazing worship. I mean, come on. You could even get baptized in worship. Yeah, give a hand. That's next level. Amazing leaders. Could I just ask the elders of the church to stand up, if you don't mind? I, you know, I, I, I want to encourage this church Okay, and the deacons now as well, please. Elders and the deacons. Then every single person serving. All those wonderful people this morning that came so early and served at the back. Stand up, please, if you don't mind. I just want to say this. Well done on saying yes to Jesus. Let's give a hand. Did you stay standing, please? Don't sit down, don't sit down, don't sit down. I actually believe God wants to put his hand upon you and a spotlight on you all over again. You know, friends, these people come in early, they pray for you, they serve you, they make a difference. They are taking their gift and serving you with their gift. Isn't that amazing? I get so encouraged by people that put their hand up to be a part of a local church and make a difference. I would like to pray a blessing over you. So, Father, I want to thank you for these amazing men and women that are serving in this church. We honor them. We celebrate them. We just thank you for what you're doing in and through them. Father, would your anointing increase upon their life? In Jesus' name, amen. Let's give another. Let's appreciate them. Come on. So my wife sends her love. She would love to be here with us. We just got an eight-year-old and a little six-year-old, and we got a new Great Danes, my dog. Puppy, so it's, that's a handful. That dog poops everywhere. And uh, so you can't leave the dog. It's only eight weeks. It's like a little human being, and we've got another little dog. So my wife sends her greetings and her love. Next time she'll come. Our elders send their love. They're busy praying for you right now. At the 8 o'clock meeting, they're busy praying for you. So, so they send their love, and they appreciate you. So those of you that don't know me, my name is Jonathan. I'm married to a beautiful woman. Her name is Monica Cardler. She got upgraded to my surname, Isaacs, from a Meinberger to an Isaacs. She got upgraded in life. I, I believe it, man. Okay, I, I got upgraded. He who finds why finds a good thing. I, I know you're thinking that. All right, all right. Beautiful woman, very precise, a German woman, and she holds me back now and again. So she's not here today, so trust that you'll be okay. You have amazing elders. They'll hold me back. She sends her love, and I've got two children. We lead a church in slash Germans in Solheim. I don't even know where we are no more. God bless you. So, Father, thank you. God, I just thank you. This is a church that's called to transform the city and the nation. Lord, would your people be strengthened, encouraged, and edified and built up in Jesus' name. Amen. Friends, in worship, and even as I'm sitting here, I, I, I'm just convinced and persuaded in God for you that this is a church. Listen carefully now. If you're visiting, you're part of this now. 
You want to get in on this. You put in your hand up. You say, this is, this is, this is it. I'm here. Stop. You, you're going to get plugged in. Fully committed. This is a church that I believe the Lord's saying this. Wholehearted people committed into this. Whole heart. Hands, time, wallet, cars, guitars, everything into this. There's more musers there than need to be here. There's more small group leaders here. God's putting his finger on you right now. So, so whole heart, everything committed into this. Change in the city, number one. And two, an impact into the nations. I really sense God saying it's, it's a prophetic word for this church. I know there's many other prophetic words, but I believe that's something that God's calling you. I don't think the leaders, you, put your name there, to be transformed, to transform the city and the nations. Some of you will just be here baking cook sisters and muffins for the people. But that's so important. Some of you will be at that door loving, greeting people. That's so important. Some of you will be there with those children. I, I do want to encourage you, parents, if your child is in that kid's ministry, your job description as a parent is to pray for those kids' ministry every single day, and you disciple your children. But some of you will just be, be serving there and making a difference so that others from this church can travel to the nations. Some of you are just so busy in business. We get that we understand. One week you here, next week you in Cape Town, Mossel Bay. You, you just travel around. You just so desperately want to be a part of what God's doing. You are with your finances. Trust me. You take that business and you put it under the king and the kingdom and you see what God does. For some of you, that's a prophetic word. Your business, I, I love you, please. I would like to come back, but I'm a, your business is not really your business. I just submit that to you. It's actually God's business. And that needs to come under the king and the kingdom. For some of you, you know, I put my wallet in my back pocket. Just so it doesn't stand here. But I really love you. Eh? I, I really do. But that money that's in your account, it's not really yours. You're just the steward of it. It's actually the Lord's. And if you don't believe it, I could pray a prayer for you. Lord, would you actually show them whose money it is? <laughs> Whenever I say that, they're like, no, they don't pray that prayer. <laughs> but hey, I just know this. My wallet is very small. But God owns everything. So I'm just a steward of his resources. I, I, I want to submit that to you. Go home and just submit. You want more? See that, you're a steward. What has that got to do with evangelism? A whole lot. Because God is looking for people that are love the local church, that have built up the local church, that have been involved in the local church to change the city. So what I'm going to be sharing on is developing faith to win the lost. Developing faith to, to, to win the lost. Developing faith. You know, I, I believe this, that, that God is calling the local church to to dream with me. Those of you who's leading life groups or light group, imagine people getting saved in your life, light group. Imagine people getting saved in the prayer meeting and imagine people getting saved every Sunday. They were SMSing me this morning that children got saved today at our meetings and, and people got saved at the 8 o'clock meeting. I'm like, yes, praise the Lord. 
was excited. Imagine that. Every time the people of God are meeting together, the Lord is adding daily those being saved. Come on, let's say, yes, Jesus. Have you ever wondered, how do we change the city? One person at a time. For some of you, you see that empty chair next to you. That chair is your chair. Don't take it home, that's called theft. But that chair is your chair. That's your chair. And it's your responsibility to fill that chair up. It's not the elder's job. Well, I, I like filling up chairs. I'll, I'll take that job description. I like it. But it's your, your, your responsibility. What about claiming that chair in faith? Lord, that person. Now, you're not into numbers. You're just into less people in hell, into heaven, and being discipled. That's what we're after. So, so that's what we really want. But God has blessed you with a spare chair to put a friend in, to get them saved and equipped and filled with the fire of the Holy Spirit to go and change the city and the nation. What a privilege. What a job description. I would jump for that. Friends, I used to do project management on the power stations. I loved it. We'd have teams working on the turbines and, and, and stop your thoughts now. I know where you're going. But in the church, it shouldn't be load shedding on salvation. We've got to put our faith out. Lord, I want to see people changed. One person at a time. One soul at a time. One child at a time. It's called Operation Harvest Time forever. So the best Christians, I, I love this. Whoever came up with this is a genius paying money for this. Or give him Cook Sisters or something, whatever you like here. Hey, the Cook Sisters work, eh? You want to fill a church if you feed them Cook Sisters? Did work, Mitchum. We we had a we 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 started in Afrikaans school hall, and there there, there was a tiny. He said, Jonathan, you must feed the people. I said, Yes, I feed them the word. Nee 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 nee. The work is I said, Yes, ma'am. She would come there with Cook Sisters. Every Wednesday to the prayer meeting, lack of cook sisters. Man, I don't know if they came for Jesus or the cook sisters, but they came. <laughs> they, 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 they came. The cook sisters are good, so whoever is, just give them cook sisters. If they want to be a have a six pack, then don't give them. Give them carriage rather. So the, the best Christian, the best Christians are those that are fully immersed into a church life. They're immersed into a life group or large group. They're immersed into a prayer meeting, and they are serving with their gifts. Why? Because Paul said this, follow me as I follow Christ. God first wants our heart to be fully committed into the things of God in this church. Not a half a heart, sussing out the leadership here, sussing out the elders, probably sussing me out now, thinking, what is he saying? You know that, like, you sit in there and there's a bit of that distrust, and I want to I wanna commit, and, but I don't want to commit, and I want to commit, and you've been sitting here for two or three, four weeks, or five weeks, or one week, I want to get connected, and you, you're sussing out. While you are sussing out, people are going to hell. Stop sussing out. Stop looking in and be in and get immersed. Friends, you don't have time to waste no more. What are you looking for? Want an angel to come? Want a lightning bolt to come? 
just switch yourself on and get connected quickly. Get involved. Why? Because if you involved, the people that follow you become like you. Not this half-hearted, tell about Jesus, but I don't go to church. You, you, you know, some of you maybe watched National Geographic. Have you seen those, 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 those animals, the buffaloes that wander off? There's four lions there. The lions don't go for the pack, the herd. Have you noticed that? They go for that big, strong, crippled buffalo that wanders off, the tired, weary one. And that is lion food. If you are not connected into a light group, serving team, Sunday celebration, you are lion food. You can't get around it. It's a supernatural covering and a protection. So Jonathan, what has that got to do with evangelism? Everything. Because God wants you to be in a safe place before you start fighting and taking back from the enemy. So I'm going to look at one thing and only one thing is the missing ingredient to evangelism. So I've tried to equip people for 11 years and I've discovered there's one thing and one thing only that stops a person from sharing their faith. It's not fear. It's not sin. It's not discouragement. It's not I don't know how. It's not money. It's not resources. It's not venue. It's this one thing. You know, if you have a car and there's a battery in a car, I'm not a mechanic, but I'm presuming if you take the battery out, the car's not going to work. Agree? We don't see the battery, but we know the battery's there because it works. You with me? Doesn't look that great. We like the nice steering wheel, aircon, that must work and work and work. You don't see. You take the battery out, that car's going nowhere. The missing ingredient to evangelism or sharing our faith, like the battery, is this. Write it down. Never forget it. Is faith. Faith. See, faith will move us to get closer to Jesus, to get our sin sorted, our discouragement sorted, everything else. It's do we actually believe that God has called us to share our faith individually, not just you personally. Take your hand. Please put it on your heart. I'm talking about this heart. Do you have faith there? It's a belief. It's a conviction inside that God has called you. It's not just for the evangelist. It's not for the elders. It's not for the light group leaders. It is for you. The question is now, how do you get faith? So, Hebrews 11.1 1 says this. Faith is the assurance of things hoped for, the conviction, the deed of things not seen. Hebrews 11.6 says this. And without faith, it is impossible to please God. Impossible. Impossible. It's like for this screen to be on behind me, if there's no electricity, it's impossible to come on. Agree? 
without faith, it's impossible to please God. We, we, we come to church in faith. We worship in faith. We go to light group in faith. We go to prayer meeting in faith. We serve in faith. We evangelize in faith. Some of you are going on an apostolic trip to Mozambique. Please do go. Have fun. I'm trying to send people with to, from our church there. You, 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 you're listening in faith. You're going to grab in faith, and you're going to do everything in faith. We lay hands on the sick to impart the Holy Spirit in faith. We lay hands on people to impart the Holy Spirit in faith. We lay hands on people to pray a blessing upon them in, in faith. We ordain leaders hands on in faith. Everything in faith. You sit in your chair in faith. We everything faith. We prophesy in faith. But also, we share our faith in faith. We share Christ in faith. We evangelize in faith. Those that evangelize are revived. Those that evangelize are energized. Those that share their faith tell stories. Th this young gentleman here, Dwayne and Jason, can you please stand up? Dwayne's a business guy in our church. He's got the number three blind company in South Africa. This young man, Jason, He's like, wherever he goes, he just talks about Jesus. Thank you, James. We, we, we had a wonderful guest. Thanks for hosting us. And where's he? This guy's, I've got a conversation to have. And off he goes. What's he doing? He's sharing his faith. We go to pick and pay just over here. This guy's, I see you just now. Watch him. What's he doing? He's just trying to share his faith. We go to the, the Woolies. I mean, where is this guy? There he's with Akrim. The Muslim sharing his faith. God's doing a word of knowledge about healing him. There, there he is. It just comes out of him. Out of. See, there's stories. Now, here's the thing. Listen to me carefully. Failure in evangelism is the best thing you could ever have. It's amazing. I'll tell you why. Because now you realize you need to go back to Jesus. Say, Lord, you know, that guy said ABC to me. What do I do now? And God gives you a word. Yeah, okay, cool. Now you've been upskilled by Jesus and you carry on the process again. Because you know your lesson learned, not gift switched off. Lesson learned. See, when you evangelize, heaven. Years, new prayers. Heaven, years, new prayers. And when heaven, years, new prayers on the lost, angels come, the Father comes, provision comes. Let me ask you, where's children? Please wave your hand. I hope you love your children. But if, if your little child goes missing today, you're just not going to send them an SMS and be discouraged. Oh, you know, I'm a failure. I lost my child. All right, what's next? Can you teach me how to prophesy? If you do do that, um, we're going to do some marriage counseling, right? But there will be a rescue mission for that individual, that child. God's on a rescue mission to seek and save the lost through you. Now, there's people that only you can reach Monday to Friday in that sphere of influence where God has placed you and only you. 
Are, you, are we missing the opportunities because we're so concerned about our vegetables or our bread at the shop or the, the contract or the business? Friends, there are rhythms in God, opportunities in God to grab souls and invite them. Monday to Friday is, who's going on a mission tomorrow morning? You are. You are going on a mission tomorrow morning. And your mission is this. Seek and save the lost in your harvest field. And your harvest field is your place of work, your ministry. Plumbing, electrician, house mom, business, CEO, whatever. That spear going to all the world. That's the world part for you. You've got to take the covering and the blessing of God that's on your life and pray over your world. And your world is the world of school teacher and church and light group. Now you pray over that world. Another world is IT. Now you pray over that world. Another one is engineering. And you pray over engineering. Another one's farming. And you pray over all those in your spirit of insight that they get saved. And you, all of us do it together. And you, you, here's the, the bang. And we all start to impact our world. That's why God plants local churches. You got to, we have to, under God, accept that responsibility. Otherwise, we are a wall on duty. Well, friends, I love you, but when you got saved, listen to me. You got enlisted into a wall. This is not a cruise ship, it's a warship. If this nation. Was if, if a nation was in war with another nation, all the civilians are at war with that nation. By the declaration of war. Jesus declared the war for believers. We are taken back and establishing the victory of Christ with the lost. It's authority that God's given us. So your world is your place Monday to Friday. So how do we get faith? Romans 14, 17 says this, I've made you the father of many nations before God when we believe, who makes the dead live and calls things which do not exist as though they do exist. Romans 4, 21, and being fully, fully persuaded that what God had promised, he was able to perform. I've got to ask you to bow your head quickly. Talking about faith. Everybody, I want to lead you in a simple prayer. I know it's a bit awkward, but just, just go with me. Just so they say, Jesus, I submit myself to you. I resist the enemy. I ask you, Lord, how many people do you want me to bring to this church? In Jesus' name, amen. Keep your eyes closed. Listen. Those of you that God's already spoken, just wave your hand at me. Thank you, 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 thank you. Hands everywhere. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Write that down in the book. You can open your eyes. Now, I'm, I'm English, and um, I don't play rugby. played rugby in primary school. I was useless at it because I went for the ball, and when I got the ball, I kept the ball. <laughs> and then you must pass the ball. May ball. Near. It's mine. So I took the ball and I ran the ball. I'm still running with the ball. Hence why I don't play rugby. I'm useless. 
But with the prophetic words, you run at the ball and you never let go. It's your, your ball, your word. God has just spoken to you now what he wants you to do in this church. Now, you say, Jonathan, we're not into numbers. I, I'm also not into numbers. But I've discovered this. If I don't count anything, I can't measure anything. When I go to Goldie said I've got two children. I don't say numbers is not important when I hop in my car. In and two. I'm not going home and thinking, I'm sure I had two children. Monica, mm, problems here. You go back. You see, if you don't have a number to aim for, God can't put a face and a person to it. It's a prophetic picture. The Lamb's book of life in Revelation. Names written down. God wants to give you prophetic people's names to write down, to pray through and see them come. God knows what he wants to bring you. He wants you now, us, you individually, to work with heaven for the future on what he wants to bring you prophetically. So once we've got that word, who's played rugby your way behind me? Okay, I'm sure. Okay, who's seen rugby like me? You watch it. Okay, good. When that ball, when you got the ball, what happens now when you got the ball? You run. But who's coming for you? Meaning this, that word that you just got, the All Blacks, Blacks are coming for you, my friend. Why? Because they want the ball. The quicker they get the ball out your hand, then you lose. It's, it will get who's got the ball. So you, you, you got a word, if you're holding the word like this, Yeah, what's next? What's next, man? Hey, man, I'm getting coffee and yeah, man, oh, great message. Hey, man, that, man that, that guy was actually irritated, but anyway, great message. Now you walk out and you go home. God spoke to you, you done business, he gave you a ball and you leave it on the chair on the floor. It's gone. Another one, a mother. God wants me to bring 50 people to the church. Man, I think I'm making up stories. Oh, a great message. And we And off we go home. Nothing changes. Another one. Business guy. Man, I'm so busy. Eh? Got a meeting at Mossel Bay. And, and, and I think I was just in the hype of the meeting. Surely God wouldn't ask me to reach 50 people for Jesus in this church. That's got to be for someone else. Man, hey, let's get a coffee, man. Grab it. Hey, tomorrow, business as normal. While the word's being preached, the enemy's stealing it. Right now. So, John, it's safe. It's an atmosphere. Yeah, yeah. When the word goes, the enemy wants to take. So, I want to ask you right now. God just spoke to you right now. When God gives you a word, it's mine. And then you run through opposition you run straight you run through you don't stop you put the ball touchdown so Jonathan what does that got to do with evangelism a lot 
a lot. Faith will persevere until the promise comes into the reality. From the hope, we'll go from the hope column to the now. It's a couple of things what you've got to do now with that word. There's lots of other things, but remember the, the, the battery in the car. Is we need to start to be, pers- Romans 4.21, persuaded that what God has promised, you will also be able to perform. That business gentleman, 20 souls, what God is able, you will perform. Good. What God is able, he'll perform. Off you go in the plane to Mossel Bay. What God is able, he's able to perform. God, you said I will reach 20 people for Jesus and I will not let go of those 20 people. In Jesus' name, they will be saved, they will be discipled, they will find a family and you'll show me who they are, God. I will not give them to Satan and eternal destruction and hell and I will give them to you, Lord God, and I will be that person. I don't know how, God, my diary is so busy. I'm going from meeting to meeting, but you have said it. I will keep it. You are able, Lord. You hold that ball. You wake up in the morning, you hold that ball. You go to sleep, you hold that ball. Until, until, until. You see it. And then when you see it, touch down. Oh, what's the other one? Your Lord. God says, well done. Catch. Yeah, man. Come on. Another one. Yes. Another one. Another one. Another one. Friends, God is looking for mothers and fathers and opas, and omas, and business people to go into all the world and make a difference. You enlisted in the army of God. So what do you do when you've got this, God has just spoken to you? Hold the ball, take full responsibility for that word. Share it in the light group. Say, amen, God said this. Write it down, put it on your phone, stick it somewhere. Because if you don't write it down, we forget Ask the Lord to make you an effective disciple. You've got a big one in being a part of the local church and to reach them. Ask God. Say, God, help me to be effective in this church and to reach those people. Pray into it daily. Confess into it daily. Lord, you have said, you have said, you have said. I'm personally right now praying for 500 people. Personally, me in my heart. That. Because God has spoken that to me. I'm like, Lord, I don't know where they're going to sit. I don't know. God says, it's not your problem. I'm like, yes. I'm holding on to that rugby ball. And I'm holding it. Lord, you said so. You said so. You said so. And I'm forgetting sometimes. I don't, you know, no, no, Lord. You said so. You said so. You said so. Seek words of wisdom from the Spirit, the Holy Spirit. Seek the gifts of the Holy Spirit on how to do it. He will help you, because God said so. Develop and prepare our testimony. Invite people to church. Ask your leaders to equip you on how to share your testimony and how to share the gospel message. Ask your leaders, humble ourselves, and ask for someone to teach us. 
when you bring people to church, pray that they will respond to the gospel and walk with them through to the best of your ability in community. Bring them to church, watch them get saved, share the joy. What we've done with all our, our light groups, and I'm landing, we've asked all our light groups, non-negotiable, once a month, plan an outreach. Heaven has heard new praise. And then we let them share the testimonies on a Sunday. It has brought a literal revival. You see the grannies walking in the streets. You see this one doing this and this one doing this. This one's fixing up potholes. That group's going to the fire station. That group's going to Primrose. That one's doing a prayer walk down their road. They're just doing all random things that God's telling them to do. Others are, are taking whole blocks of flats. They're walking around praying over the blocks of flats where they're living. Oh, they get so excited. I got a business guy saying, oh, I invited one guy and the one guy came to a small group. Oh, he's like, Revivals in his heart. I was like, hey, faith has come alive. The army of God is waking up. And then they do their normal stuff again, which is important. The fellowship, the loving, the encouraging, the marriage courses, the grief share, the depression, helping the people. I want to encourage you. Tomorrow morning, you're on a mission. That person at work, do you want to chop their head off? In your prayer life. In your prayer life. You know, we pray those aggressive prayers sometimes. You know, you know, people frustrate you. Maybe step back. Say, Lord, have you actually put this person in my path to pray for them, to do good to them, to be the light, to be the light, and to witness and share of the light? May we pray. Can I pray for you? Friends, I know I said a lot. I just trust somehow in God that whatever you need, God will give it to you. If you're visiting, you think, man, I just need to get my marriage sorted out. There's space for this in this church. Thinking, I'm just battling with depression. I just want to get off this addiction. There's space and time for you to get healed. There is a hospital of the church. If you say, man, I, I just need to breathe and find my bearings and just need to hear God's voice all over again. There's space for that in this church. I just, I just need to drink God's, there's space. But majority of you, it's time. God has spoken to you with those words. It's time for you to make a difference. It's not an emotional plea, because when I leave, you have to wrestle with the rugby ball. So Father, I, I would like to pray for this incredible church, incredible men, Incredible women, incredible grannies, opas. What a wonderful church. What a wonderful people. All the grace and the love. And just thank you, Father, that there's this church, city on a hill, in this region, changing lives. So we honor that. We celebrate that. And we ask you, Lord God, would you increase what you are doing in and through this community. With your eyes closed, maybe you're sitting and saying, Jonathan, I, I, I want to get on mission right now, and I want to give my life to Jesus. Because He's the way, the truth, and life. And I want to be saved. I want to be born again. And I want to I make a difference. 
Maybe you're standing here and, you, and you're thinking it's the cross plus something to get into heaven. I want to tell you today, it's the cross plus nothing else to get into heaven. You must just repent and believe the good news. So if that's you, can I just wave your hand and say, I know I'm praying for. Hi. Unashamedly. Thank you, I see that hand. Anybody else? Thank you, I see that hand. Anybody else? I don't know what the process was. Forgive me. You come to me quickly. I don't know if the church is probably, but come here quickly. Come here, woman. I said, please. Go, go. Come, 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 come. Come. I said, please, woman. And there was another hand. Just get up and come quickly. There was other, some hands over here. Just quickly come to the front. There's a blessing for you. Don't be, who cares what man thinks? There's others of you too. Come here. You've been in this church for a while, and you're unsure if you're actually going to heaven. You're thinking, what will the leadership think? Who cares? What does Jesus think? Yes, we honor leaders. There's more of you. You are actually unsure that whether you die today, if you're going to be in heaven, come quickly. Come quickly. come. There's more this side. God's putting his finger on you. Just come quickly. Who cares what man thinks? Friends, I sat in a church almost a year, unsaved. I sat in a church, unsaved. Unsaved. I just didn't know. I've been in churches where we've been for 20 years, sitting in the chair, not saved. So concerned about what man thinks. Switched. You can even be serving. Now, John Wesley. Before he got saved, prayed two hours a day, preached in old age homes, and he wasn't saved. He was trying to pay God for his salvation all the time. He almost drowned on a boat. He hopped over the boat and he realized, man, I'm not saved because I got so scared of death. Some of you have the fear of death crippling you to such a degree that God wants to set you free to be a bold witness for God, a fearless witness. So I'm going to ask you in the front just to close your eyes. I, I, I would like you just to pray with me if you don't mind. Just follow after me. Say after me. Just say, 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 Jesus, I thank you. You died for me. You were buried. And you rose up on the third day. Jesus, I ask you to forgive me of my sin. Settle this thing, Lord, in my heart that I know that I know. I'm a child of God. Jesus, I thank you. I'm yours. I'm your child. Fill me with your spirit in Jesus' name. Give me courage to follow you in Jesus' name. Amen. Just stay in the front here quickly. Those of you that God has spoken to you to reach people for Jesus, come to the front quickly if you don't mind. Just quickly. Just quickly. God said, I want you to reach two people, one, one person, three people, four people, eight people, whatever God has said. Just come to the front quickly. To, to the right, stand on my right and, you, and, and my left over here. God has spoken to you to reach people. Just to my, to my left, to my right. If you can make space down the aisles for them, it would be great. There's more of you. Like John, this is so embarrassing. I must walk to the front. That's okay. I'm in the front. 
Friends, a local church will be the safest place to respond. Thanks for joining us for today's message. Don't forget to check out our website or visit City on a Hill International on Instagram or Facebook for our updates, celebration times, or ways you can get involved. We are also streaming our message on Facebook Live, so make sure you join us or share the post. Thanks again for checking out our podcast. We'll see you soon.